babies. Record. Thanks, Irene. Thank you, Irene. Reading the email? No, I'll send in a text. I'm glad I figured out Bill's motto of life. The three W's. Weed, Wu-Tang, and women. Or Wang. <laughs> I don't like Wangs. Multiple Wangs. Four Wangs with an S. I think that's that Is that an Asian joke? I don't know. Is that a play? It's is, that a, is that a beep now? Does the orientation of Wang come from Asia as a nickname for penis? Yeah, just like Dick and Richard. That's a whole different. That's that's a whole different thing. A guy named Wang was probably a dick over there, and they just assumed that they were going to call that's him. That's not how Dick and Richard came to be. Did you not see the history of swear words on Netflix? It's free. No, it's Nicholas Cage. I don't. You can really, watch Nicholas like Cage Nick, I don't give like you the explanation Cage. for what why that is. And by the way, that show started off pretty good with Nicholas Cage just like doing Nicholas Cage things and swearing in the camera, pretty funny. But then when they went into uh, the explanations of, I'm not buying it. I don't like it. It was like the word was this, and then it was a name, and then the name was associated with this, and now that that I don't like those explanations. I just like Ray's. Someone over in Asia was a dick, so we called him Wang. Perfect. <laughs> Right to the punch. Right? I like it. And then he mushroom stamps him. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the Simple Mind Sports Show, uh, Wednesday edition, July 21st. Wow. That's right, right? Even on Heat, heat Stroke Tuesday, you got that right. Nice job. I haven't even showered yet. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, please subscribe, uh, cool. rate, review. If you're listening on uh, your uh, favorite podcast, uh, please do the same. Subscribe or follow, rate, review, tell your friends, uh, and welcome to the Simple Mind Sports Show. I didn't put, I didn't put White Birch in there, and even though that. Even though we start every single show with White Birch, I almost forgot to do White Birch because I didn't put it in the email. Bill, how do you operate without reading the email? I have a big old brain. I can't even fucking, I can't even start the show that I wrote without, without following this because I forgot this. All you have to do is just tell me what we're talking about and I'm good to go. Wieners. Mm, do you want to hear about some dicks? <laughs> The talking current to state. two right now. <laughs> oh, he's, ba he's back. Um, uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> here's what I needed to do. I just needed to have a, a, a quick sip of white birch brewing to get my head back. Stay level, as we like to say. Uh, I haven't had any of that today. I guess I'm going to have to do that as the show goes on to get my wit back. Uh, and if you want to have it, head on down to Nashville, New Hampshire, Ray address, please. 460 Amherst Street. The good side of Amherst Street. Check out their brewery. It's big. It's large. It's fun. It's uh, fancy. Get yourself a colorful flight. Get yourself a pint. Uh, head on down to your local beer store. Find it there. Wherever you get it, tell them the Simple Minds boys sent you. White Birch Brewing. I figured we start off baseball because uh, uh, old Billy Graybeard seemed like he was in a cranky mood today. So we'll give him something nice to talk about. Fuck you. You weren't in a cranky mood, you little How do bitch. you get that I'm in a cranky mood through a fucking text, you dick? Easy. It's you. You can yeah. tell that you are very cranky. Have today. you never been in a relationship before? You automatically tell the <laughs> attitude through a text, and uh -huh. then you move forward with two hours of text message fighting. Everyone does it. Everyone knows it. 
we knew you were in a cranky mood and you can tell when he came on camera today because he was defyingly sending a text message. So Bill, why don't you talk about your favorite sport? Uh, you old Look at that smile. Look at that smile you brought on his face. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> laughing. Why don't you tell us about uh, the Red Sox bounce back, big bounce back, eight runs in the first inning uh, against the Blue Jays in that sham of a baseball town, Buffalo. I, I, uh, they're going back to Toronto. Thank God, because what, next what? week, right? The 31st. Yeah. yeah, thank God. But I, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of like watching baseball in that stadium. You get the fucking highway in the back where you see the trucks driving through. And... <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like every it's so Buffalo. It's just desolate. You like the Red Sox are hitting fucking home run after home run after home run. And there's no fans. You just see trucks. Have you seen their lights? I, I swear to God, it, it's so dim there. They like said they it, couldn't play in Buffalo because the lights weren't good enough. And then they're like, fuck it. We got nowhere else to go. They have no other option. Anyway. I'm, I Didn't they say also because MLB, like for the camera angles and shit, it like came off really bad. Well, it's, it's the, the light, dude. I don't no, know how you see saying, a fly yeah. ball in the lights. Like there is none. Like I don't understand. It's insane. Anyway. But you needed it. You needed it. It's a good way to answer eight runs in the first inning. Nine runs in the first inning. You had 12. Yeah. And then you had, it was. Yeah, it was what 13 nothing by the sixth. You know, I mean, Nick Pavetta, 11 hits, four runs, and six and two thirds. It was nice to see him go into the seventh, you know, in a, in a basically a, a, it was a fucking blowout, but it was yeah. promising after his kind of last start. I didn't think he was good again. And it's just that repeating pattern good start, bad start, good start, bad start. I'd like to see a little bit more consistent consistency out of Pavetta, you know, and the, this team's going to need it because now you got shit back Garrett Richards going. <laughs> tonight tuesday as we record this no i think where, it got, i think again got suspended. oh he got suspended but good because he um has the third uh highest uh spin rate drop since this whole thing's gone on so this is say. yeah you don't say but you kind of need it after yankees you should have you know you ran into garrett cole kind of pitched a gem you got a little fucked on saturday night with a shortened game in the rain you needed that one on Sunday and you got blown out. What was it? Nine to four. I, I believe was the final. You needed that. I mean, it's not a good way to come out of the break after you, I think that was their third straight series that they lost. So you lost the first, the last two out of the break, but it's a good bounce back and it's good to hold the uh, blue Jays to four runs. That team is fucking on fire as far as offense goes. I mean, they have black Guerrero could win a triple crown this year. I mean, they're a good young hitting team and that's been, I think we have George Springer who went out there and he's been MIA for most of the season to hurt. And that, you know, that offense is really carrying him. You know, Sterpling got beat up an inning in a 30 at 156 ERA with an 18 Dude, whip last he night. He could not get the ball lower. He couldn't get it below someone's anyone's belt. All that shit was junk and high. All yeah, the, all it game, wasn't good. The whole first inning. I mean, he didn't get out of the first thing. It was just terrible. And just quickly on George Springer, he looked like shit last night too in the outfield. <laughs> Let's blame it on the lights. He did not look like George Springer. I haven't watched a whole lot of Toronto Blue Jays uh, baseball this year, but uh, expect- well, he's, he's been real hurt too. And, and another thing, I, I, I actually kind of like this a lot. Alex Cora uh, hit JD fifth, you know, so he kind of took your best hitter and put him lower in the lineup. Usually he's in that third hole, you know, and, batting in front of Xander Bogarts. Now he's kind of batting behind him. So, I mean, you're, you're hoping that it's, you know, he can see some more pitches in that five hole and maybe it just shake it up. Cause now you have Jared Duran. He had a fucking two run Jack. I believe he was hitting second. Yeah. You know, he was his, hitting second. His, his first uh, career home run was an absolute missile. So I was three bombs. Um, yeah. Of course said before the game, he wanted to get some more traffic in front of JD to uh, maybe boost some of those ribby numbers. Give him, give him better chances. Uh, dropping. Ooh, I didn't see who was hitting three. What was it? Uh, 
Devers. Was it Devers at the three hole, which I actually like. I mean, oh no, it's flipped. It's Bogarts and then Devers and then JD. <clears throat> they put uh, they put uh, Devers in the cleanup spot. Um, yeah, I don't mind. A, I don't mind a lineup shakeup. You know, um, you know, it's baseball. People either make way too much of it or don't care about it. Uh, I like I like shaking it up. And these baseball players are so mentally handicapped that someone like Alex Verdugo, who struggles for a month in the two hole, can go down to the eighth hole or the sixth spot and slug his way out of it just because he feels like it's less pressure. I've never understood that unless you're the leadoff guy and you lead off every game and you're the first, but in the MLB, you're doing scouting reports. You've, you've faced these guys before you faced them a lot. Like I've never really understood that pressure from the top of the lineup from a major league baseball perspective. So a lot of guys. I mean, I think what was, I it? know it's true. It's there. Like Pedroia, like, Pedroia was one, you know, Pedroia was one. I don't like hitting lead off. I think even Verdugo said the same thing. I don't like hitting lead off. They had him in the two hole. You know, that's a guy you What's need the to get. Though? Like, what does it say? It's a mental thing. It's a mental thing, too. And then it's like you haven't seen him throw a lot of pitches either yet. I mean, besides the scouting report, you know, a lot of times when you're the first or second guy, you're, you know, you're in a situation you're telling your the guys behind you, like, this is what I saw. This is what his curveball is doing. This is what that's kind of going. So it's like you hit in the top of the lineup. You kind of want to see that first. You know, and you, you can kind of tell if a guy's dealing in the first inning, right? So, I mean, you you want to kind of jump on him, and it's just, just a different mindset. And a guy like Verdugo needs to get going. He's hitting 191 against left-handed pitching right now, currently, and that's not it's not going to fly where he was hitting the ball all over the outfield, all over the, the ball field, everywhere early in the year against right-handed and left-handed hitting. So the majority of his scuffles right now is seeing the ball out of the, you know, out of a left-hander. So hopefully maybe batting him six, maybe this is consistent. You know, you're going to give Jared Durant some meaningful minutes and, and more at bats, bat him in the, in the two hole, you know, he's two for 12 of the home run, a couple runs scored in his limited action. But I mean, that's a guy you want to play and Now Arroyo's out for the, for extended period of time. So this is it, boys. This is what you're seeing. You're going to see Durant in center field and Kiki at second base, and you're going to see him facing righties and lefties because there's basically no other better option right now. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good thing. You know, it's a best case scenario for Duran to get off. Got mm-hmm. the home run off off his chest. You know, opposite field too. And the first uh, career hit off Garrett Cole. I mean, that's saying something too. You know, first he, time he, he ever swung the bat in the majors, he gets the base hit. So yeah, confidence is sky high. I, and I think you know, for to Verdugo's point, he's a guy that's going to ride emotions. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, he gets a baseball thrown at him, and he wants to fight everybody in New York. So uh, yeah, I think if he's down a little bit. Um, they need a, they need a, you know, Alex Gordon needs to do his job. He needs to manage him. And I think that's what you're seeing now in terms of the bounce back though, right. You know, and in New York coming out of the all-star break, dropping a weird series in New York, you know, like Rick Pill said, the shortened rain delay. Um, you're getting Google. hosed for calls too in that game. Yeah. Bad check swing calls. Anyway. So, you know, you come out off of that and you put up eight runs in the first inning. Uh, was that just a blip in New York or was there some chinks in the armor there? Or do you think the Red Sox are? Can't say that. I'll beef it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, but I think they got a little too cocky. You know, they're in first place. <laughs> first place, uh, you know, coming out of the all-star break, sure. the confidence was really running high. And I think it was just one of those things where they uh, had a heat check, you know, and the Yankees took them down a notch. And, you know, now they're back to playing Red Sox baseball like they it's wanted. A ba- it's a bad trend. You just lost three series in a row. I mean, say what you want about Philadelphia. They're a middling team right now. You know, they're in second or third place in the a- a- uh, NL East. I forget who they lose. I forget who they lost before Tampa. 
You lost two out of three to Tampa, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, those are Tampa's a good ball ball club and you're only a game and a half back, you know, that's a, you need to come out on all cylinders firing and you kind of just laid an egg in New York. I don't think it's a blimp. I mean, you lost two in a row going into the fucking, the all-star break. I mean, there's, there's something cracking. You're not seeing consistent pitching, you know, and, and if your offense isn't clicking on all cylinders, one through six, one through five, I mean, you've seen it. This team's not going to win a lot of games. You know, those are, those are your catalysts and hopefully moving fucking Verdugo and then it moves, you know, uh, Renfro down to the seven, seven spot, you, you know, hopefully you're stretching that out and you can get some solid production now one through seven, you know, and this is kind of what you're going to need because again, th- we can't trust the pitching. You just can't as I like Nick Pavetta, but he just needs to be too more consistent. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, you know, w- I think what we're going to see is the, the bullpen's going to start to get taxed. The, I think the starting pitching is what it is. And through half a season, over half a season, we've been saying the same thing. You know, when's the bottom going to fall out on this pitching staff? I'm not giving three series. Um, oh, but the last month since yeah, June, but I'm not, June 15th. I'm not, I'm not, look, came out I'm not looking at that as a, uh, first of all, you know, we can look back at that month and we said, if you come out 500, you're in pretty good shape. Bill, you, you had a little higher expectations. They surpassed all of them, by the way. Yep, even they did. With those, yep even with those dropping those two at the end. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to call it a blip right now and let's see, you know, if they can continue to, uh, um, to go out there and win series like they've done all season long. Yeah. They dropped three in a row. It's not a good look. Uh, maybe they took their foot off the gas, headed into the all-star break. They had five all-stars. Um, you know, maybe, they, maybe they got their heads got checked well, out of it a little bit. And, and to your point, Bill, you're right. Their, their margin of error is really, really small. So if they're not locked in every single night, then they can lose every single game. Um, but they've been locked in all season long. And that's what I, that's what we saw in Toronto. We saw a lock back in. Let's get this shit back together. Best offense in the league. I mean, they've shown and, it. Uh, I, I, I have expectations. I'm not expecting them to go rip off 12 in a row here, but I expect them to be, um, more consistently, um, in games and winning series again. That's, I just expect that from this team now. And, um, you know, we won't get into the weeds this, uh, this show, maybe next show of, you know, what do we got? 10 days, nine days left as this airs for the, uh, for the, um, yeah, we got to do a Sunday. Deadline. We got to do a Sunday social or a Tuesday show, like just full Red Sox straight deadline. So we'll be, uh, we'll be talking about that and you have to expect, uh, everyone thinks the Red Sox are going to be big buyers. Everyone has them going for bats. Uh, we've mentioned Anthony Rizzo, Rizzo in the past. You have to go get pitching. Do you not have to go get pitching? I'd get, uh-huh. I'd look at two bullpen arms. I'd look at two bullpen arms and some pitching. You know, Morton was out there as a guy that they might try and go uh, get on for a little rental because they think he's yeah. going to retire. The thing Either with way, that is, like, too, I don't think the Braves are just going to sell Morton because they just trade, they lost Acuna and got Jock Peterson over there from Chicago. The one last thing I want to say on the Red Sox is you heard him going in the break talking a lot of shit about how good they are, how all this shit, like, you know, None of you fuckers believed in me. Look how good we are now. Like, go back to that underdog thing where no one believes in you because that's when you were winning games and looking like a good team. Like, now you start fucking bragging. Ooh, congratulations. You're the best record at the halfway mark of the season. Yeah, they might. You want a fucking medal? Yeah, you're feeling yourselves too much. Ray, do you think that, uh, uh, do you think that Alex Cora, though, like 2019? was the biggest gut check, I think, for a team in a long time coming off a World Series or any type of championship. How well, you only lost one guy. You lost uh, 
Craig Kimbrell. That was it. You brought the same exact team back. Yeah, but they didn't even, even the get their pitchers starting throwing until uh, April. April. <laughs> <laughs> you got to think that Alex Cora has that in the back of his mind. And oh, also, he's probably managing for his future because he got suspended for cheating again. So uh, I would, I would, again, this is another reason why I think um, this game, this first game against Toronto was, it was a, um, I don't want to put too much stock into it, but with Alex Cora there and the way this team has been playing all year, I think that they had a reality check with themselves on the other side of things. We're not that good. We got to, we got to lock back in. Yeah. That's what I said earlier. You know, You're not like, that guy it, losing that uh, Yankee series. It was a reality check, you know, a heat check, you know, we're not as good as we thought we were. We just lost the Yankees who was like almost their triple A team. Right. Cause of everyone out with the COVID <laughs> yeah. scares. Yeah. Shit, that, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't a there good There was a look. kid playing yeah. from Ithaca college on the, he was on the big league diamond that beat you. Yeah. So that's the thing. That's a, that's a heat check in itself. You know, all core had to do was be like, look at that was a triple A team. You just lost to you guys are the best team in the AL. Like you, you need to play like it. You're not playing like it right now. So core is the kind of manager that can get these guys to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And as far a- as like trade de- trade deadline stuff, I don't think they're going to target a pitcher because Chris sales coming back three and two thirds today, six K's hit 97, 98 on the gun for Portland. And every report I've read, he was dominant. Can I just say what we're going long on the red? So can I say one thing about this Chris sale? And I've heard this uh, through Boston sports about um, bringing Chris sale back slow. I, I I think the expectations are going to be too high for him just because he'll be rusty and he'll have to figure out the big league game again. But all of these people going out there saying he's one throw away from blowing his arm out again. Do they not? Do they not know how Tommy John surgery works or how surgery works just in general? He's not one throw away from blowing his arm out again. They just repaired the fucking arm. That's how this works. He's another couple years of of shitty mechanics from blowing out his arm again. He's not going to go just get there. us another World Series and blow your shoulder out and then ride off into whatever fucking sunset you want. Just. Win a fucking World I just, Series. That, that that narrative is driving me crazy. He's one throw away from blowing his arm. No, he's not. Of the year. It's like you could say. So is fucking Degrom. Right. He's one everybody throw. Is. Everybody is. It's the way baseball goes. They throw too hard. They're fucking bigger, stronger, and they throw a hundred miles an hour. Of course, it puts all the fucking torque and all that shit on your elbow. Anybody could throw it out. History Fuck tells off. us Tommy John surgery uh, uh, candidates come back a year and a half, and then they're back and they're stronger. They're throwing harder than they did before. So, uh, I mean, I there's guys that have multiple that ones. Like, uh, Valdi's had a couple. Chris, had a couple. Chris Carpenter, our local guy, had two. One with the Blue Jays and another one with the Cardinals. So, I mean, guys, but they they still had success after. Like, so it's like it's so common now for a pitcher to have it. They come bigger and stronger. That's it. Can I tell a story think, real quick? Go ahead. Um, uh, this is totally against the point, but you mentioned uh, Chris Carpenter. And I'll just say, Ray, you might have been on this team, youth basketball team. My dad once kicked Chris Carpenter out of the gym in Raymond because he was playing long toss with somebody and we had youth basketball practice. And he said, get out. Hey, get <laughs> the was, fuck out. It was Chris Carpenter. <laughs> respect. Uh, speaking of respect, Tom Brady went to the White House today. Tom Brady and the world's or the uh, Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers were at the White House. Uh, this makes Fuck news. This guy, <laughs> yeah, makes news for me. Yeah. He skipped uh, the last three Super Bowl uh, appearances for the Patriots at the White House. Uh, a lot of be- a lot is being made of this in local circles. Let me just let's just do the facts. So he went to the first three um, that the Patriots won in the early 2000s. Those were all President Bush uh, in office. 
Uh, and then when they won in 14, it was Obama. He skipped, most people thought, because he was a, a Republican Trump guy. And then in 17, he skipped with Trump in office. Most people are saying because he didn't want to tarnish his brand. And then the third one, I don't they think never went. Trump, no, they, they never went. even no, they went. never even scheduled it. They just said, fuck, you know, was fuck that a it. Trump thing? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. Fuck was, yeah. Oh, for because of Trump. OK, that's dumb. Um, and now and now here we are. And Brady is up there fucking cracking jokes with old Uncle Joe. Like it's like it's the best Sleepy day he's Joe. ever had. Like it's the best day he's ever had. Ray, as our resident Homer, where this I know this hits you in the field. They probably, probably fuck kids together. There. <laughs> what was your what was your reaction to Tom Brady at the White House today? I understand why everyone in the nation hated him when he was on the Patriots. He is very insufferable. This guy. Uh, I don't know what Giselle's twerping, uh, chirping into this guy's ear, but make her stop. This guy is just un- insufferable now. I can't even listen to him. His jokes today, oh, you know, 40% of the people didn't think we could do it. And, you know, look at how that worked out, huh, Joe? It's like, fuck you, dude. Like, you, your brand sucks. You suck. Your fucking cookbook sucks. Your avocado ice cream sucks. Everything about you sucks. I hope you tear your ACL. I hope you can't fucking throw a football ever again. Fuck this guy. You know what he's starting to really look like? Remember his uh, deflate gate sketch courtroom sketch yeah. dude on the stage. Like he is, I saw a picture of him. I don't know if it's just cause he's with Joe Biden, but he looked like that weird, creepy fucking sketch. We got out of that courtroom that looked nothing like Tom Brady. Well, he's slowly morphing his dumb dude, his, face. He's getting, he's getting plastic surgery. Dude, yeah, right? getting plastic surgery. That's his all cheeks plastic are surgery. inverted. He's trying to look like a horse face, like his wife. He's like a max. Look at no, 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 no. Look at him at his draft day, like at that combine picture, and look at him now. I know he was fat as fuck, though. No, but he's had work done. He no, he had work done. Mac Jones pudgy. Remember when he had those like fish lips, look like a little minkus going on when he got out of fucking college? Like now, where those things go? Cut them right off. They're gone. He's He's not even work as a. uh, uh, you, You can take this to the bank. Um. He's not even attractive anymore. He's like fucking weird looking. I would definitely bang him with the lights off. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, the jokes things. Here's here's my take on this. He's sticking it to the Patriots. He's sticking it hard to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Why did he show up? Did he not show up because of the Obama and because of the Trump? Probably had something to do with it. If we remember around that time in uh, the Patriots lore, uh, him and him and Belichick and Brady and the Patriots didn't have the best relationship going on. Well, that's um, when he started. He wasn't committing either. Like, you know what I mean? Committing. And one of them, to be fair, his mom was in the cancer ward. And I think he did go spend some time with her in the cancer. But uh, I thought they yeah. lied about that. I thought he said he, they were, he was on the golf course when they went to the Fine. He that, probably right? did lie. He probably pulled a Tuca. So uh, all that being said. He absolutely went to this one with Sleepy Joe to just give the middle finger to Belichick on his fucking eight rings out there in Bermuda and, uh, you know, suck it. I'm here. You're not. Um, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter who the president doesn't matter. You know, I think that's the biggest driving motivation. I think that's the biggest driving motivation. And I think also I do think he's brand conscious. If Trump was still in office, I doubt he would be there. Well, you remember what? Uh, just think, remember what Michael Jordan used to say? Republicans buy shoes, too. Yeah. Demo- <laughs> Democrats buy $80 peanuts, too. Actually, exclusively Democrats buy $80 peanuts. Yeah, if you – oh, God. No, but, like, I think Maz had a good point. He's like, during the, the last three, you could see he wasn't fully committed, right? So he, he knew it was slipping. Everything was kind of going the wayside. Now he's in Tampa, and he's, like, 100% committed. So he's doing all the team shit. He's there for the offseason programs. He's doing all that shit where in New England, he – started as soon as they got Garoppolo he started being less and less commit 
committed and a lot of that was friction with bill so yeah, i mean you can kind of see town. it now it's all fun it's all good it's groovy first year there they win no, the he's Bowl. got he's big man on campus syndrome yeah, go exactly. fuck yourself speaking of big man on campus syndrome aaron Rodgers was offered a two-year extension which would have made good him segue most thank you most uh, highest paid player in the nfl for the second time i do believe i think the last contract he got made him the highest paid player in the nfl yeah he, he, this would have done it again it would have kept him in green bay for an additional five years he said no this was earlier this summer he's yet to talk to green bay since he's not showing up for training camp how badly has green bay fucked this and how big of a tool is, is aaron Rodgers? uh green bay has totally fucked this over uh <clears throat> and aaron Rodgers is the biggest tool bag i think bigger than tom brady right now but basically, but basically, Green Bay can't do anything. I mean, you have Jordan Love waiting in the wings. Why don't you just get rid of this guy? Like, I don't understand what the whole problem is. You guys got Jordan Love to be the next heir apparent in Green Bay. You know how they have that uh, regime of quarterbacks that have been going on since Brett Favre. Why not just get rid of this guy? Get what you can. Three, three first rounds is what you said today in the check, text chain, Rich. Why not just do it? This guy doesn't want to come. Just get it over and done with. Rip the Band-Aid off. Send him to Denver or Vegas. Just get it done. Bill, as soon as this guy, as soon as Aaron Rodgers turned down this extension, they should have put his name on the trade block and let the bidding war begin. Now you're at training camp and all these, and like we saw what happened, say what you want about Cam Newton and COVID, but we see what happens when, when quarterbacks come into camp late and the, you know, there's an offense to learn and blah, 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 blah. Well, blah. even the injuries too, like when they come in late, <clears throat> how many people right. get injured? How are they, how are they not putting him on the trading? How are they just going to let him sit out? I mean, they're stupid, and I think there's a way he could sit out the whole year and say like a COVID or whatever, and he still get paid like twenty million dollars or something like that. that, that would, I think that he missed would, out the. They did he miss it? Yeah. Well, either way, there was an option there, but yeah, I mean, I don't think he's a tool for trying to get force his way out. I mean, of course you don't. No, I mean, if he if he's real, if there's really friction, and you don't want to be somewhere, regardless of how much money they're going to offer, you're going to leave, right? And I don't think it's him being a tool. And and I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan in the world. He is definitely a douche. I think it's more douchey than Tooley. Does that? I mean, you know what I mean? There's definitely a difference. I, I don't know if I agree with you, but there's definitely a difference. But I, like you just. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, you just look at the reasons why he wants to leave. So a lot is being played on uh, them calling for a field goal instead of uh, you know going for the touchdown in the NFC Championship game. Okay, uh, but guess what? That coaching staff and their system made you an MVP after two or he three went years. twelve and what'd you go twelve and four and twelve and four and you went you played in the NFC Championship game two years yeah. in a row with this guy. Come on, fuck and off. And they drafted this. they drafted a quarterback. Uh, to come in behind you, you're 36 years old. You, like this is the same thing to say about Tom Brady. You were 37 years old, dude. What do you same expect age. them to They were the same do? age when they. What do you expect them to do? I get the highest level of competitors are going to take that as a slight, but Brady went and won three more goddamn Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers went and fucking hosted Jeopardy, and now is pouting in four. Four, you're right. Four, three with the Patriots. It, it, now Aaron is pouting, hosting Jeopardy, playing golf with Brady, with him chirping his fucking ear. I blame Brady. Check out simplemindsportshow.com, simplemindsports.com for a blog on that. I, I just, I think the reasoning behind it, I just think, I think that there's this NBA super team aura going around with high profile NFL quarterbacks right now. And simply put, I just don't think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers wants to be in Green Bay anymore just because. Just because he doesn't have a good enough reason to be uh, doing this. And if that's the case, then work with the team to get the fuck it's his out old of lady. Don't his new old lady doesn't want to live in fucking Milwaukee. She don't want to live in no fucking Milwaukee. She wants to get out there in California, Denver, whatever. Denver is a better place to live. We've been to Denver. It's pretty fucking awesome there. Milwaukee. What the fuck is wrong with Milwaukee? 
Oh, the um, other thing too, real quick though, is Aaron Rodgers is very spiteful. He basically disowned his own family. So basically Green Bay did the same thing to him, like, you know, going by the field goal instead of let him score all this friction between them. Like you're saying, he's a spiteful individual. I think he's just pretty much saying, peace out. I don't want to you in my life anymore. Get, get me out of here. I don't knock it. I live my life with spite on my brain. Yeah, we know, Bill. Yeah, we know. Uh, speaking of spite, the NHL expansion draft is today as this is dropped. Uh, just real quickly, um, we've gone over it a few times. Here's the biggest question, I think, revolving around this. Um, should they take Carey Price in that contract? Fuck no. They're saying that they're going to take the guy from uh, Dreeter. Florida. They're going to. So I've been reading they're going to have you take on. both of them. They're taking both of them. That's what I heard. Dude, five years. What is he? 35? Terry Price? 34, 35. I don't remember. 34, right. 35. He's He'll be 35 a, for the next season. Yeah. Yeah. So 35 a, with five years in $50.5 million left on that contract for a fucking goalie. The best goalie that just brought his team to the Stanley Cup finals. And, and this is important because as, as an expansion team, you need sponsors, you need money, you need advertising, you need jersey sales. He's from Vancouver. His wife's from Seattle. He's a little bit of a hometown hero there from junior hockey's. He could be marketable. When you, t- when you look at the, uh, the players on the um, you know, uh, available, there's some names, but who would you rather have, Tarasenko or Carey Price? The uh, contracts, Tarasenko, but player-wise, Price. I mean, Tarasenko's, what is he, two or three years at eight versus Price, five years at 10? Two at seven and a half, and yeah, something like that. And so, you know, I, there's some, I mean, there's some other names out there, but Carey Price is certainly the biggest. And I it, sounds it. The con- like it sounds like they're going to take it. And the player, he's a fucking great goalie, but dude, that's insane. You're going to pay a 40 year old goalie um, $10.1 million. Like you're building, like, that's what's the caps, $80 million. So that's fucking all. An eighth eighth year cap is sent spent on a fucking goalie. That's insane, you know. But man. yeah, I know it is what it is. And then, um, like Tarasenko, it sounds like they're gonna look to grab him too because there's other teams calling Seattle about him that they want to trade for. You know, I think there's ten teams on his list. Bruins are one, Flyers, I think Minnesota, Washington, New York, shit teams like that. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they grab him, too. I mean, and, and go. Bruins are probably going to lose Connor Clifton. I honestly wouldn't Hold be on, surprised. Before, I want to ask you about the Bruins thing for a couple minutes. But this um, this is my greater point for the Kraken and Carey Price and any other big name out there who has some buzz. Okay? You have a clean slate cap-wise. Um, the long-term effects of Carey Price on there for $10 million is a lot to handle. But I don't think you have to. Right. So you can take a Tarasenko, you can take a carry price and you can flip them for future assets and eat some of that money a lot easier than these other teams. And you have to think to yourself, are you going to be the Golden Knights or are you immediately going to be that competitive fighting for a Stanley Cup? Probably not. They've you know, the NHL has smartened up since then. You're not going to be that good. You should be competitive, but not that good. So if you have a five year trajectory to be a competing team in, in the Stanley Cup, I'd scoop up these assets eat some of their money and then collect a first or second round pick and continue to build like that. Instead of trying to build on the scraps that the NHL just gave you. And then, you know, and then in a year from now, you're just another team. I would continue to stack my first and second early round picks with some of these, um, with some of these cap casualties that guys are, that the teams are throwing out there, not thinking maybe that the Kraken will pick them up. So flip them. I'd, I'd, I'd be, I'd be flipping. Very smart. Yeah. I do that same thing too. That's smart. 
the problem with, you know, throwing for their first round picks or any of that shit out there, like it's a, this draft, the 2022 draft has three can't miss prospects. Like they're disgusting. So it's like, do you want to kind of build that way? Or do you want to take the scraps, have a shitty team and, it set your future up by getting one of these young kids coming up in the draft. I mean, look them up. There's I think you do the, both though. I think that's what I think that you take the scraps plus you take the assets and you flip the assets. For but the problem for is future early round picks. The th- what carry price kind of waived it to go if he gets picked by the Kraken, but he's still going to, he's still going to dictate where he's going to go. That kind of le- lessens his value a little bit. It's probably going to cost you more money, but how many, how much money you want to eat on dead caps? Cause it's, it's moving forward. I mean, you look at Minnesota, they're paying in four years, $14 million on for Suter and Zach Parise on their cap because they decided to buy him out over eight years. And th- these are the cap charges. So, you, I mean, are you yep. okay doing that? I mean, I don't know. I, I see yeah, well, both if you, ways. If you, have a, if you have a clean slate and if you only have a couple big contracts on there that you flip, you eat some of that money. And then the rest of these guys are low contracts. Um, I mean, you I still got to hit the floor. That's the well, problem. I think too. they're going to have a trap. I think they're going to have a problem at the, hitting the floor with, with what's available out there. So I think gather, gathering up some of these bigger contracts is what they sh- need to do. And then I would flip them uh, really quickly because we're running late. Um, uh, Lausanne, Zobrel, um, Connie Clifton, and Nick Ritchie are the guys that we, obviously we're looking at from the Bruins. Who do you think the Kraken are taking? And did you think the Bruins did that right? real quickly hockey guy ray i know you have a strong opinion on i think it's going to be connor clifton but i think jake debrusca should have been in there get rid of this guy like we said on the last show who cares about his potential just get the money off the books get rid of this whole project that you had with him i think debrusca should have been one of the guys that were in the expansion draft i disagree keep debrusca he has more value on your roster than uh, exposing him for nothing and with the, the crack. And I think the most logical choice seems to be Connor Clifton. He signed for another three years at a million bucks. You know, I've read somewhere, some places that people project him to be a top four guy at one point. I don't see it. I, I like him, but I don't see it. I think he's more of the bottom six guy. I mean, he's going to be, he had a good depth. He looked pretty decent in the playoffs. You know, Nick Ritchie could be a guy they take, but you know, he's the restricted guy. So, I mean, it might cost them more money, four or five million, maybe depending on what he's going to ask. He just had a career year with 15 goals. So it, the most logical seems Connor Clifton because like Lausanne and Zobrel and all those guys just, I don't think they, they don't look like they're going to pan out that great. So, I mean. See, so, yeah, this is where, I, this is where I disagree. I think if they take Clifton or Nick Ritchie, you have skated. You've skated on this. You're Connor Clifton. Is never going to be a top four defenseman in this league. He's a bottom pairing guy. He's undersized. He doesn't quite have the skill to be a Greslick, or certainly not a Krug. Uh, he's going to be a bottom six guy for his career, and that's fine. He, you know, we like Con- we like Cliffy hockey. He comes and brings the energy. But we saw him. He plays with such energy. He can't stay healthy. He's going to be a seventh defender, bottom three guy. That's that. I I can almost guarantee that. Uh, Nick Ritchie. We know what he is. He's a regular season player who can dump in pucks at the beginning of the ice, but we saw him get exposed in the playoffs. You want to take him, take him. I think Lausanne into a lesser degree Zobral have the most upside, wherever that upside you want to call it. It's not great. And you need um, him for the depth. I mean, you can't you take him more depth. hits. You give on him a shot. We've talked about this. You got to give these guys a shot. I think uh, Lausanne showed better than Zobral last year. Zobral got hurt. Lausanne had a, you know, certainly hit a wall come the playoffs. But they, he was okay. He was okay. I mean, can can he? Yeah, be, he started out with McAvoy to start the season, and I think they want to try and do that again if they can't fill that gap. So, uh, if you it, 
you know, we can talk more about it when the, when um, it all pans out after uh, tonight, but if, if they take Cliffy hockey or Nick Ritchie, I think he skated and on DeBrusque, I, I could go either way. If you, if you left them open, then they took the three and a half, four million off your books. Great. Cause I don't think you're going to get much for him. If now that he's here, you better go get something for him. You better go get something for him. I don't want him on this team next year, period. That's where I stand on that. Um, okay. Let's move quickly. Uh, Sons and bucks game six. Uh, Giannis is locked in. This guy is dropping Aristotle quotes from the clouds. He is uh, ready to go. Is he setting up the uh, city of Milwaukee for absolute heartbreak tonight with those 8K cameras? Are we just going to see tears from those scruffy fat bastards uh, uh, courtside? Or do you think uh, you think it's over? It's over. It's over tonight. Giannis, like I said, five and one in closeout games. He's a man on the mission. And I think that's what uh, Adam Silver is going to want is the face of the NBA being Giannis to win an NBA championship so he can be into that next category, the next tier up. So I think basketball is one of the most fixed sports in all four sports. So I think like they have a little uh, niche in here. If they want someone to win it, they're going to make it happen. So you don't think that they would want a game seven. I think they want to go game seven. I don't think so because of the COVID outbreak because Giannis's brother who's on the bucks has COVID he's in COVID protocol, which Giannis didn't, which is weird to me that Giannis didn't have to go. It's your fucking brother. So obviously you've got contact tracing. You're Ooh. with your brother. So this whole thing, I think the Zach NBA. Zach Levine in, uh, in Japan just Yeah, but this is nothing. This is like the NBA. I think no, I, 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 like, they, they I like Ray's I, They want to finish this right now. They want to get it over and done with. I think it's going to be a blowout tonight. Fucking Bucks win. Well, Scott that makes. Foster refereeing. Who's the refs tonight? No, I'll have to look it up. That makes sense too. Cause I've always said like basketball is one of the only sports that where the outcome can be, you know, directly dictated by a third party. You know, you get whistle happy and you're direct, you're leading straight to points, right? You put them on the line, point, point, point. Like you can say what you well, want not about Giannis, but yeah, no, but you know what? You can say what you, you can say what you want Scott about Foster. Oh, oh, it, oh, it's over. It's over. It's over. Six. Bucks and six. six. But no, like baseball, bat, like football, hockey, like don't like penalties, you know, strikeouts, all that shit don't lead to points. You just get what six fouls. And you're on the fucking line. You could have that by you know, with nine minutes left, like that's directly outcome by a third party in the game. And it's easy to fix. Scott Donahue or whatever stupid Tim, fucking Tim, Tim. you know, you, you see why he was betting on basketball games. Cause it's easy to fucking, it's easy as a ref to fix it. And the, and the mob was doing it. We know that we know that firsthand. Yes, mm-hmm. Jim Sweeney, Jim Sweeney of the BC point scandal in 1979. No, but this COVID's getting out of hand. I mean, I don't think the either team is at that 79. Uh, I don't think either team's at that threshold yet for COVID. So I think 69. they want to get nice. They want to get it over and done with. I think this is it. That's I didn't hear co- that. I, that's a good, that's conspiracy, a good conspiracy dork. Theory. Get a life oh. loser. Oh. 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 Fuck you, Bill. Speaking of COVID, the COVID is just to end the show here. COVID is running rampant through uh, the Olympic Village. The Olympic, uh, the U.S. Olympic uh, gymnastics team just bounced out of the cardboard fucking hut. Uh, shanty they are staying in their own hotel i assume like all american uh, yeah you did you did call that um i assume all american teams are going to do this uh and i just read today that they're not ruling out just canceling it all together which is That'd be de- huge how the fuck do you do that the 50 billion dollars they invested they have were evicting people from their houses to build structures for this olympics like i feel like <laughs> the pressure of the world if you if you start, you can't. But everyone's already there. But everyone can't let them compete. There. If you get COVID, you can't compete. I know. So, like, what are you gonna do? 
delay the games two weeks so someone can fucking sprint. You, what you if have you're, no backups. There's no, there's nothing you can do. If they get a spike, they're fucked. It's over. What if Team USA in the gold medal game all test positive for COVID? You're just going to award the silver, like the it's gold medal? Over. Like, it's, it's over. They're not going to make the gold medal games. They Come should on. just stop testing. Put them in. They should have created a bubble like the NBA. That would have been the smartest thing to do, and they didn't. It's it's an at, we called this from the beginning, Ray. It's going to be an absolute shit show. It already is. Or unfucking believable. Or don't bring it to the war zone where fucking in Asia where it all started from COVID. Like bring it somewhere else. Hey, they they <laughs> got was, them they got them cardboard be, they got that cardboard oh, no, beds. Come on, it's bad over there right now. It's going up like you've been saying every fucking day. The case yeah, it has nothing to do with where it started, but right now it's uh, wow, it's very bad over there. They did not handle their vaccines no. very well. Bill would fit right in. This has been the Civil Mind Sports Show Wednesday <laughs> edition, July twenty first. Uh, we will see you um, soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Tell me bad, baby. I still love you. I'm not yeah. mad. He's mad. I'm Look not mad. Tone. I can tell by his tone of his voice. See? Get a wife, Bill. You'll know. Just the tone of your voice and your body language right now. Yeah, just the text. Just the just the little... You can feel it. You guys have just been married too long. That's true. <laughs>